What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico, and this is Nerd Thug Sports. Ooh. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Um, This is 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um... There's a lot going on this week, man. Oh, tons. How are you today, though? I'm all right. I'm doing well. I just finished the uh, the tick on Amazon. That was a fun ride. Yeah? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, you were telling me uh, right before we got started, I just I I thought I'd seen both seasons, but you were talking about stuff I haven't seen. So uh, apparently I'm a whole season behind. An entire season of a canceled show now. Well, but I mean, at least now it's over. Right. We could use the old Zack Attack rule where he doesn't watch shows. Until they're finished. Until they're done so that he can watch them all. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I mean, it beats the Swamp Thing rule where you're making a show and then you find out you're done before you thought you were. <laughs> hey, I know we have an extra two episodes to finish this up. Actually, you don't. This is it. Yeah. Well, we're on episode 10. We got three more coming. <clears throat> nah. 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 You got a whole zero coming. <laughs> oh, good news. Good news, we're at zero. Zero. Good news, we're actually just done. <laughs> yeah. And Christmas came early. Except you lost a job. Uh, That's like anti-Christmas. Is it anti-Christmas? Is that how your auntie does Christmas? <laughs> anti-Christmas. <laughs> She's like, hey, you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There is a ton going on in sports. Um, there is a there's NHL hockey to talk about. We've got a Stanley Cup champion. Um, there's a game uh, six tonight. Um, between Toronto and Golden State. Uh, there's news on Kevin Durant. There's news on Kyrie Irving. Um, there's the Big Poppy story going on. It's a crazy story. It's got cool nicknames. Uh, there's more college sports is garbage. Um. I love college garbage sports. There's so much going on. There's also even a Texan story in the news that's that's a kind of awful also. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, what do you want to do first? Uh, let's start with my favorite thing, college sports, because oh. I love yelling about it. You do, you do. And honestly, it's, it's, it's another big one. Okay. Uh, so right now there was a college assistant coach. He just finished trial, and I think he got like, Six months of jail for uh, oh, that's the big boy. Yeah, he yeah yeah. There's an assistant coach going to jail, I believe, uh, for being involved in a bribery scandal. And he was an assistant coach who literally got recorded on the phone by the FBI talking about paying players to get them to come to his school. Um, Excellent. Yeah, it was it was it it wasn't great. Um, but when that story broke, the NCAA basically tried to act like oh, you know, it's weird, but it's only a couple things. Well, the NCAA has notified. This is going to be. I'm going to. Okay, this is a an NCAA official told CBS Sports. Okay, that at least six Division One men's basketball programs will receive notices of allegations for Level One violations, which are the most serious under the NCAA rules, as a result of the federal investigation into corruption in sport. Wow. Um. And there's a quote. Uh, from Stan Wilcox, who is the NCAA Vice President of Regulations, um, that two of the programs might receive allegations by early July and the other four probably before the end of summer. There's even another group of cases that we're still working on. Another group of cases. Oh, God, I love this. So, uh, um... 
Right now, assistant coaches from four schools, Arizona, Auburn, Oklahoma State, and Southern California, have already pled guilty to accepting bribes from Christian Dawkins, who was a business manager, from a wannabe business manager who was trying to get players to sign with his sports agency. So he was paying assistant coaches to try and steer their athletes as they would be drafted to come to his his uh, his agency. Um, Louisville's Rick Pitino was is so far as the only head coach who's been fired as a result of all of this. Um, it's it was a two year investigation into bribes and other corruption. Um, the thing that okay here's the thing that I don't buy. So four assistant coaches have gotten in trouble. Okay, all they've right. they've pled guilty. Our dad was a head coach, mm-hmm. uh, and he he was a different breed than a lot of coaches. But coaches are coaches. Right. They know everything that's going on in their programs. Right. There's no way, and I'm, I'm glad this never came up, and I'm glad he was never in this level of competition. He did high school sports. Um, and actually, I have a funny story I'm going to tell uh, about him, too. But there is no way that one of his assistants would have done this without his knowledge. Oh, absolutely none. So I don't believe for a second that these coaches acted alone, these assistant coaches. Like, I don't believe for a second these assistant coaches weren't heavily and, like, weren't communicating with the head coach what they were doing. Right, yeah. And in the, the least bit, at least reporting back to being like, hey, I found so-and-so. Here's how much I'm going to offer, like, whatever the details are, because those aren't decisions that they make. Or they're going to make on their own. Right. Well, this isn't about recruiting them. This is about getting players on the roster to go to your agent. Um, the other part, you're right. That part also, they're not going to be able to bring in players – but then they've had people get in trouble for that, where money changes hand. Like, there were head coaches who got caught asking Nike for cash instead of a check for the school for their endorsements. What do you think they were going to do with that cash? Right. I mean, they were using it for these players. I mean, that's that part is fairly obvious. And the whole thing is just sort of this weird, frustrating cycle where you don't pay the players, you act like you're an academic institution, that you're there for the good of the players, that it's an integrity thing. You're trying to help people. But then you're also sitting there taking taking bribes. Taking bribes. And then you're also using the bribes to exert undue influence on these poor child I say poor, but on these child on these student athletes. And then the student athletes are the one who get punished for everything. Oh, you, you traded a signature for a tattoo, you can't play next season. And now you look like a bad character guy, even though all the coaches are taking money, all the the sponsors are paying people. That's crazy to me. How is Nike not in trouble? For paying, for giving cash out to pay for briberies and things of that nature. How are, if this guy was a sports manager, that means he had brands he was trying to talk to and work with. How right. are they not under investigation for how much money did you give this guy for access to players? Stuff like that. So it's a very one sided investigation where people are trying to say, I don't know. They're just trying to cover their, their losses because head coaches are way more expensive. Right. Beyond that, the NCAA looks completely fraudulent if it's head coaches. If it's assistant coaches, it's not big enough for the whole country to look at it and go, why are we doing this? Right. If it's assistant coaches, and this is why you have assistant coaches in some aspect. This is why mob bosses have stooges. I watched The Sopranos. I love that show. Tony Soprano was always really careful to always have a number two that would give the orders so that Tony Soprano was never seen directly telling guy number five, hey, go kill this person for me. He would tell his guy, he'd be like, hey, I think we got to solve this problem. And that guy would find a way to solve it. Um, and so 
Right. I, these assistant coaches are kind of designed fall guys. Right, because once uh, once you're once once you once you think about it, you're like, well, how am I supposed to how, how am I supposed to trust a college that had its head coach fired due to all of this you know fraudulent activity? But it's like, well, an assistant coach did it. Well, it can't be possibly that bad. Right. The assistant acted on his own. That's right. that's the ultimately the thing, right? Is you go, well, the assistant acted on his own. Right. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. But all it would ever take is one player to be like, hey, man, uh, Todd keeps telling me that I need to go meet with his, with his buddy who's a manager. Is that is that allowed? Every one of these colleges has a NCAA violations official on campus whose job is to you can go to them if you have a question. And also, it's supposed to be their job to tell you, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Right. Um, but, of course, somehow all this happens strictly between the assistant coach and the player. Right. Strictly between them, and if anything happens, they're going to take the other kid's scholarship. Right, yeah. That, no, and you're exactly right. It'll be the kid who gets in trouble every single time. And the assistant coach will just, he'll be fine. He'll be fine, or get fired. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, the assistant coach will get fired, but, I mean... That's irrelevant in the grand scheme of there, most things. There will be another job for him. Right. Unless the colleges step up and go all of these... Because that's the thing, is they recycle all these banned guys. Like, Rick, uh, you know, none of these guys are, are, are going to stay gone forever. They're right, all, he's only going to leave one organization to go to the one next door, a state exactly. over. Well, and, wh- and here's what happens a lot of times in these, in these things. Mike Leach was the head coach of Texas Tech, and they had a massive run. But he was known as being a crazy genius, right? He was a huge pain in the butt, but he was, but he was a great coach. Well, eventually he got in trouble with some stuff that he did. There was a player with a concussion that allegedly he mistreated. Then there was some other stuff. So Texas Tech eventually said, listen, we got to let you go. It doesn't work. We can't keep you here. So he left. They fired him. So in theory, that's the last you ever hear of Mike Leach. Because they fired him not for football, but for just being a, a jerk and being bad to the players and stuff like that. Well, lo and behold, a couple years later, he winds up just at a smaller college. Right. He's fine. Yeah, he's making good money. He's at a smaller college. Now, yeah, his his name is tarnished a little bit, but in the coaching ranks, it doesn't matter because what happens is if I leave Texas Tech and I go to Texas A&M El Paso, which actually I think was the school he wound up going to, if I remember correctly, when he goes there, he if he wins, then the other schools are going to come back to him and go, hey, man, you built that program up to a really great caliber come to our program where we have more resources and build us up the same way. They don't ask any of these other questions. Like, they don't ever worry about stuff as far as ethically. It's just about winning, and Baylor proved that through and through. Um, so, yeah, college sports is a train wreck, but there's a bunch of schools that are about to get in big trouble. Yeah, if this, and this, if this is, like, the beginning of, like... Yeah, I mean, it could be, I mean... This, so could, be, this could be the end with the fact that there's other investigations continuing... Right. It's not going to surprise me if they're If you do a two-year sting and you only wind up getting four assistant coaches and one head coach fired, it's kind of a waste. I mean, it's still, listen, I'm sure they caught other people, but it's still kind of a waste. But considering they're about to violate six more schools and there's even more stuff coming. Right. I mean, if this goes goes into the 10-20 range, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's that's a major percentage because there's about 100 and, uh, in basketball, I think it's 140 schools. That the at the at the D one level. So if there's 140 and you do 20, I mean that's a seven. Like that's a, a reasonable. That's a percentage. That's a big number. It's a large amount. It is, and so it's kind of um. It, it's, it's 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 enough that hopefully it causes the change people want to see in college sports. College sports never change. It doesn't though, right? Right. Like the worst things can happen. Somebody dies. Coaches get fired. 
people like even when the kid died, they they kept the coach and the program that investigated it. The people who investigated it recommended bringing back the training staff. Like, like what do you want? <laughs> like actual life and death situations, <laughs> and then uh, college fans, <laughs> and then they proceed to throw gallons of money at them. I don't uh, yeah. understand this country and then, anymore. <laughs> and then beyond that, no one is held accountable. No one is held. The family is suing, and I hope they get just the biggest check in the world. I hope. I like it's ne- it's never going to be enough to replace your child. It's not, but I hope it's a lot. Right. I hope it's so much that like. Their great great grandchildren keep an oil painting of this kid in their house because they all like it changed everything for them. Because there are no other consequences. There's nothing. There's literally zero consequences for these things. The coach didn't like the coach stepped away. He got to come back and keep his job. The training staff was recommended to re- like these things are just it's disgusting. It is. It really is. And there's so much money involved. That's what people. There's so much money involved that it bleeds under the table and they can't even help themselves. Nope. They can't. Uh, all the assistant coaches, whatever will she, whatever will we do? That's right. Uh, real quick before we get, I know you, I know you like waved me out a long time ago. Well, funny story about dad when he was still coaching. Uh, my mom got onto him one time when they were still together because he was doing his players' homework so that they would stay eligible because they were struggling. You know, most of his players were ESL students, and so right. he was. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I just think it's funny, like, yeah, that's that's completely a rules violation. That is uh, that is unethical, but it's funny because he was doing it because he's like, they're not going to make it on their own, so i got to help them. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's the story you want to hear. Yeah, not <laughs> you want to coach cheating to help a kid, not cheating to keep, like, not cheating to get an extra Ferrari in the garage. Right. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out of here to a break. When we come back, we got a lot more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Townjonovitz, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio... Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Nerd Thug Sports, though, so I lied to you. Oh, time. darn. Oh, well. Uh, this is Nerd Thug Sports. We are on um, 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, Facebook.com, backslash Nerd Thug Radio, mm-hmm. or NerdThugRadio.com. Yep. Uh, we just released a brand new shirt. Uh, I, I want to call it the Bobblehead Edition, but I'm told they're called, like, Cherubs. Cherub? Chibi? Like, Cupid style. We're, yeah. we're big-headed. Big. Even more big-headed than Joey is usually. <laughs> than standard Joey. <laughs> um, anyway, before we get too far into this, Nico. What's up? Tell everybody about Cox ATA. Cox ATA. They got uh, all kinds. They're leader in uh, ATA martial arts here in Texas. Texas. They got uh, two convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. They have all sorts of classes that you can take. You got self-defense. Adult self-defense. They got uh, Tai Chi, obviously Taekwondo. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. You get two free weeks of training. Two entire weeks. It's a great way to get a head start on your program. They got all sorts of exercise classes if you want to get into shape. Summer's here. Need a place for the kids to burn some energy. Taekwondo is a great thing. Get some some discipline. Get you some some energy. Get it out. 
That's right. And then also work on your personal fitness and right, all kinds yeah. of stuff. They teach self- martial arts and still self-confidence and self-esteem in people. Right. And they got it's the tiny tiger classes. It's all they all offer all kinds of great things. They teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. That's Cox ATA right out there in Conroe. Check out the Facebook where we link to them regularly. Um, okay, this is a cool story. Well, it's okay. Let me rephrase that. It's a weird story, but it has a lot of like cool, odd crime elements to it. Ooh, spooky. Okay, David Ortiz got shot in, Dom- in the Dominican Republic. Yes, okay? I did hear about this. All right, this was on the news. This was on the news. Uh, Boston, the, the latest update is Boston uh, did send a plane to get him from the Dominican to bring him to uh, Boston to get better treatment. Right. Uh, I'm trying not to make a judgment there, but essentially Boston was like, well, we got it. We, we'll take him. We'll <laughs> we get, get him we back. We got this. Um, as of today, I heard he was walking around, uh, but he's still labeled as intensive care, and they're just keeping an eye on everything. He's had multiple surgeries here in the States already, but it looks... Looks like he'll be okay. Looks like it's going to, well, I don't know about okay, but he's a retired athlete. But even an athlete of any kind, like, they're, they just, they typically, their bodies are a little more like, yeah, we got this. Yeah, we're fine. We'll be um, okay. And if he's already walking around, hopefully that's a, that's a very good sign. Anyway, I hope he's, hope he's doing well. Um, beyond that, though, the investigation is getting crazy. So, uh, when he got shot, there are apparently around six suspects, including the alleged gunman. Witnesses say it was carried out by two men on a motorcycle and two other groups of people in cars. Somebody real wanted him dead. Um, there are people who are already arrested and they are being interrogated by the police, and it's helping. It's helping to deepen the investigation. Um, buh, 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 buh. He was shot. He was wanted dead and shot for seventy eight hundred dollars or four hundred thousand Dominican pesos. That's a lot of pesos. Seventy eight hundred dollars is four hundred thousand Dominican pesos. I don't know anything about the Dominican Republic's economy, and also apparently it's not a great place to be right now if you have a lot of money. But it seems like you could make a dollar stretch over there. A little bit. <laughs> I feel like if you have ten grand a year, you're going to be okay because you will have over four hundred thousand pesos. Unless, like, a Coke is 10,000 pesos. <laughs> like, that would be the bad news if you're like, I'm rich, and then, like, dinner was a million pesos. I'm broke. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I've got to go home. Um, this is what I think is really interesting about this case. Again, I hope he's okay. I'm not trying to make fun of him at all. Um, they say his, they list his condition as guarded, but he is still in the ICU. And that's probably just because he's a rich athlete and no one wants to be the hospital that kills that guy. Right. No. They're like, this guy will not. Yeah, we, will we be, got it. He will be okay, right? I imagine there's three nurses in the room at all times just going, did that make a weird beep? Someone check that. Um, you go patrol the rest of the floor. We'll be here. <laughs> we'll be here. Um, so there's they've named a couple people um, as part of it. One of them, <laughs> this is just like weird uh, the movie Snatch or like the usual suspects where like criminals all have like weird nicknames and stuff. Uh-huh. One of the one of the suspects is Luis Alfredo Rivas Classe, aka the surgeon. Oh Lord. Got a guy they call the surgeon. Heavy air quotes, his name's in all bold. <laughs> uh they're also looking for a woman that is called the Venezuelan. Or red occasionally. Or red. <laughs> <laughs> like this is getting weird, deeply mobbish very quickly. Um, you gotta wonder at that point. 
I mean, like, they're naming all these people, too. Like, this article is just dropping names. You want to know the name of the guy who uh, was driving the uh, the Honda Accent? Sure. Oliver Moises Mirabel Acosta. All right. What's his true name? Yeah, he didn't get a cool nickname. Aww. This might have been his breakout, so I guess we'll call him Boosted. <laughs> we'll call him a car. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Vladimir Feliz Garcia was driving the motorcycle. Um... <laughs> His name is Vladimir. We'll call him the Impaler. <laughs> nice. One. Of, this is how dumb it is. The police are making a statement, and they said one, in one of the videos, it's possible to observe both the accused and the shooter planning the commission of the incident, uh, parallel to the street where it actually occurred. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they're like one street over making the plan, and then they go ahead and try and do it. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Felice Garcia, the motorcycle driver, was captured after he skid hit and fell off his bike, and the pair tried to flee, and rage onlookers captured him and beat him bloody before giving him over to the cops. That's why he doesn't have a cool nickname, because... Everyone hates him, and he just got beat up on the street. Right. This story is just absolutely crazy. The murder rate is 12.5 killings per 100,000 people, which makes them in the top 10 to 15% of the most violent countries in the world right now. Excellent. Um, But yeah, you got a guy that they call the Surgeon... And then you got another lady called Red or the Venezuelan. Like, this is an insane story. This is just, I don't even know. I hope he's okay. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. But, man, that that's some great nicknames. Those are, like, isn't... The other, the other funny part is the fact that they literally, like, beat the man half to death. <laughs> and then they were like, here you go, police... Handle him. Here's how either like beloved uh, Tito Ortiz is or uh, Big Poppy is, or this is just literally how much they were like, nah, you know, we're beating this guy up. Nah, 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 not gonna happen. Um, all right, we're gonna move on, but I just think that's amazing. I think that's so funny. Um, the Patriots are mad at the Texans right now. Okay. The Patriots have filed tampering charges against the Texans. Poor K. Uh, well, the Texans fired their general manager out of the blue last week. Okay? Oh, awesome. Um, honestly, the timing of it makes me feel like some people are like, this must mean they don't like his draft picks. And I was like, it's really it's too early to judge a draft pick. So that's not really what it is. But I got to think that basically they're upset. Either there was somebody he didn't bring in that they wanted or somebody that he brought in that they didn't want. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, no, 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 no. You're not getting it right. You've gone. Um, you got, s- you're, you're good. You're out of here. One of the stories that broke was that last year and this year, both Bill O'Brien was like, listen, our offensive line needs some veterans. Go sign me a couple guys. And he didn't get, he didn't get any veterans last year or this year. They did draft some people this year that, that everyone says are going to be quality, but that's not what, uh, that's not what old Bill O wanted. So he gone. Yep. Uh, but anyway, Bill O'Brien has a great relationship with, I think he's like one of the heads of scouting. He's in the scouting department of the Patriots, this guy. And so allegedly, the story I heard initially was that the Texans asked the Patriots for permission. But what the Patriots are now alleging is that before they got asked for permission to talk to him is they already knew that, that he wanted to come, which implies that there was tampering. Mm. Uh, but I don't know how that works. Like, just the mechanics of... To ask to interview before you know if he even wants to come is kind of a waste of time. It's like you'd have to have some... There has to be some way to know that he wants to leave and join your franchise 
before you even waste time making the. Re- Otherwise, what do you send out like thirty requests? Right. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk to Todd and Billy and James and, and Cue Ball over there, uh, in case Todd says no. Then, like the Patriots, have got to disturb their whole staff, and then everyone knows who they're waiting on for the decision. Right. Like, oh, if Todd says yes, then I'm not even going to get interviewed. Right. Uh, so like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like that's a flaw in the process. If it's accurate, you should be able to at least find out if, if someone has entered, like you should be able to have those initial conversations. Right. Cause I, I think it's just a, a matter of just like, Hey, are they available? Like, do they want to go somewhere? <laughs> right. Like, because what, a, like, am I like as a franchise, am I really supposed to make 10 phone calls to the other franchise first? Now we're not talking about trading players. Players are in a contract. But it's a different situation with players. Right. This is literally, I want to hire somebody who wants to be my general manager. So I need to know if he's on the same page as me. I need to know if he agrees with my player personnel choices. I need to know that he sees what I see. So we need to have an interview. Um, But we at least need to know he wants to come here first. Right. Hey, do you want to be the Texans general manager? Yes or no? If not, then we don't have to follow this any farther than it has to be. Exactly. Like if you're like, no, I'm really not interested. I'm fine where I'm at. That's the end of the conversation. I never speak to you again. Right. Like, uh, am I really going to go through the process and wait two days for the Patriots? Now, granted, if I'm the Patriots, I would love for everyone to have to go through the process because then I get to slow it down as much as possible. Oh, you want to talk to Todd? Okay, well, let me evaluate my staff and see if I can afford to let Todd go. Right. Uh, Blah, 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 two days later. Oh, you know what? I, I'm not able to. You're probably going to have to look somewhere else, man. And then every franchise can do the same thing. Uh, and then maybe you don't even have the opportunity to – to get a general manager from the NFL, like, right, like if they all just go, oh well, no. So I don't understand. I don't quite understand how that process is supposed to be designed. If that's not the way it's supposed to go. Now, granted, if they came to him and they have a whole like if they already got a contract set, and the second the Patriots say yes, it's a done thing. That's a step too far. But if the if the case is simply they talk to him before they talk to us, well, you you have to. Right. You kind of have to. That's sort of how that goes. Um, What is that? Was that? Are we done here? What, how much time you got? We got a whole zero seconds. Zero seconds? Uh, you threw the sign at me, and I was like, what is he saying? What, what's happening? What's happening? All right. So we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk NBA Finals. They've still got Stanley Cup to cover. There's a lot of stuff going on. This is Nerd Thug Sports. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their units serviced or try to save money getting their units serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, Ferruja Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey. Yeah. All right. This is Nerd Thug Sports, and you are hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, 
Before we get too far into this today, I got to tell you guys about my buddies over there at Adventure Begins. They are right there. Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More on 1488. Uh, I think it's old Conroe Road, and I keep saying, uh, like, it's a little, it's just a tiny street because it feeds into shopping strips. Uh, it's right there on 1488, though, uh, down there by their new movie theater and all that, by uh, all that stuff. This Saturday is Free RPG Day. So you get to come on in and enjoy RPG Day. They're going to do a big raffle at 6 p.m., but they're going to have hourly giveaways all day long. And they're going to have a ton of stuff, uh, RPG core books, game modules, paint supplies, and more while supplies last. They're also going to be doing gaming sessions. Uh, they're going to be doing Dungeons and Doggies from 2 to 5 p.m. They're going to be doing Witcher also from 2 to 5 p.m. They're also going to be doing Star Trek, the RPG game, starting at 5 p.m. Um... If you want to be the game master of one of those games, they're always trying to find more game masters, and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, so feel free to hit them up on the Facebook. Uh, and if there's a particular RPG system that you want to do, they'll, they'll take a look at it and see if they can work it in. Make sure to contact them. Also, on Monday, July 17th, Ooh. Uh, they're doing monthly trivia with Quizmaster Chaz. Chaz is awesome. He does like the social media stuff over there with, uh, with Adventure Begins. He's a cool dude. Uh, he also does some Geeks Drink uh, quizzing uh, here as well. Anyway, Adventure Begins is actually right next to a little bar called Tapped. So at 6 p.m., uh, they start the trivia, and they also uh, relax the rules about alcohol in the main player area, so it's BYOB. So you go next door to Trapped, and you can get a, a growler to go. Uh, there's prizing involved with trivia. The top prize is a $40 gift card. Second place gets a $20 gift card. And third place gets a $10 gift card. Uh, and there will be bonus questions and stuff for the event. And Tapped is actually offering a special to anybody who wants to swing by. You can get Crawlers and Growlers are 15% off from 5 to 8 p.m. If you let them know you're coming for Trivia Night at Adventure Begins. So that's pretty cool. Uh, also, you can still do the sign-up for a little bit longer, but, but time is running out. I, I promise I'm not lying about that. Um, you can sign up for a box. And the box is, gets you 10% off your comic books. Um, it's cool. Like I already set mine up. It's actually a website, and it helps them keep everything kind of organized. So like your stuff gets pulled no matter what. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, but I'm all signed up and ready to go, and you should too. Ooh. So check them out on Facebook. We link to them all the time. The adventure begins. Are our buddies right there on 1488, where the adventure begins. Fancy. Yeah. Um, all right, so tonight at 8 p.m. begins Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Fancy. Between the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Fantastic. Um, there's just been so much going on in this series. Um, and just in the NBA in general. So, we'll start with the fact that your Toronto Raptors, they're yours, by the way, now. Oh, uh, like you've you, decided that the LeBrontos are mine? LeBrontos, you, you've always been a fan of the story, but then now... You keep picking them to win this series, and I, because of Game 5 is exactly the reason I feel like they probably aren't. I still don't know. I still have no idea what's going to happen. I know in sports I'm supposed to pick, but if Toronto loses two more games in a row, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost all three in a row. It just wouldn't. Um, and I know that that's a weird, like it's unprecedented, like it doesn't happen, especially not in the finals. But Toronto is just, there's just something about them that feels mentally weak. And with 55 seconds to go, they were up four. Um, and then Ste uh, Steph Curry makes one. And then after that, uh, Clay Thompson makes one. And then they're both both of those were threes. So then they're up two. 
And uh, after that, uh, Toronto loses. Oh no! Toronto loses. But it was all in this. It was all in the last minute or so of the game. And it's uh, it's frustrating because I. To win as much as Golden State has, they have been remarkably healthy. The runs have been very comfortable. This year is the first year they've really dealt with so much adversity. Klay Thompson injury, Andre Iguodala injury, Looney injury, uh, Kevin Durant injury, and now Kevin Durant is now done. It's not coming back. Uh, no, it's a ruptured Achilles now. Oh. So at this point, he is now... I went from bad to real bad. Yes. There are people criticizing him for playing. They're saying, oh, he shouldn't have even been playing, blah, 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 blah. Um... All the doctors cleared him. Matter of fact, the president of basketball operations literally gave a press conference after the game where he was crying. and He was upset. He was disappointed that the injury occurred, and he feels bad because there's a lot going on. Uh, Kevin Durant has a player option this year for $30-plus million that he's expected to opt out of. And the reason he's expected to opt out of it is because if he opts out of it, potentially he could sign a contract on, uh, in excess of $200-plus million um, to go somewhere as a free agent. Oh, Lord. Uh, however, with the ruptured Achilles, it's expected that it's going to be an entire, you know, it's it's almost a full year of rehab. DeMarcus Cousins ruptured his Achilles last year in New Orleans, and he didn't come back for Golden State until there was about, uh, I want to say like the last 20 games of the season. He really came back and started working his way into shape and then played in the playoffs and was playing 15 to 20 minutes and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not an easy injury to come back from and you don't know the quality that you're going to play at when you do come back from it. So it's a serious injury. But more serious than that is how it affects the entire NBA. Um, f- because from there, one of the biggest problems you're going to find is now he was the top free agent. And so that set a pecking order. It was him, then it was Kyrie Irving, then possibly a trade for Anthony Davis. Uh, but then there's other guys, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kimba Walker, stuff like that. Right. Well, now, with Kevin Durant off the table, potentially. Now, let's be clear. Numerous NBA executives have been asked off the record if they would still make Kevin Durant an offer this offseason if he would, if they knew he would sign it, and they all said to a person, yes. Reporters haven't found a single team who's like, oh, I wouldn't resign Kevin Durant now that he blew his Achilles. None right. of them are saying it. Nope. So he would still get the max. He could still get the max from a team that's literally just going to say, well, we'll just wait this year. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, if they just wait this year, um, if they're willing to do that, then that literally means he could go anywhere. Like, he could be on any team. Um, but the bigger issue is, if if by some chance teams are now hesitant, if there's only a couple teams instead of all the teams that are interested in them, what that suddenly means is everyone else moves up the pecking order. So, like, now Kyrie Irving becomes a top free agent, which means now Kimba Walker becomes a more important free agent, because there's only so many players to go to so many places, and a lot of teams have prepared their cap for this run. So suddenly, if Kevin Durant is off the board, everyone then circles Kyrie Irving. Well, if you're trying to get good but not great, suddenly your first call is now Kimba Walker instead of the guy below him. Right. You know, and so like everybody, everybody shifts up, and all of a sudden, everybody becomes a little bit more expensive too. If you're Kimba Walker's agent. This is you're terrible. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna now have more money on your table. <laughs> this is the this is a bad thing to say, but the day Kevin Durant blows his Achilles is a great day for Kimball Walker. Right now, Kimball Walker was possibly going to get a max offer from Charlotte anyway, which hometown max offer is 
think it's 240 now, 240 million for five years. Um, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Just you know, just in a little chump change. And she was potentially already going to get that. Um, from here though, now you do even more max offer. <laughs> well, yeah, because if he doesn't want to stay in Charlotte, the potential was he would have to take. There would already be a, um, a pay cut because the max contract anyone else can offer is as much as the hometown team. That's the way mm-hmm. they've structured this now. Right. But people, w- if he had good advice, good management, they were probably telling him it'll be a lot less. Like, you won't get a max offer from anyone else, probably. But now that Kevin Durant goes down, the likelihood of him getting max offers from other teams goes up. Because... Yeah, because now they're not going to have that. They're less incentivized to sign Kevin Durant. Right. But this, this, there's a possibility right now where Kevin Durant doesn't come back. Doesn't, well, no, no, no. But before that, doesn't opt out. Also could, an option. He could rehab this whole year on Golden State's payroll for 30 plus million dollars. Instead of going somewhere else. Instead of opting out and trying to get a, a, a big contract. He could play the last 30 games of the season. Uh, maybe the playoffs if they make it. Maybe not if they don't. And then opt out at the end of it. And he's played enough where now people are like, hey, Kevin Durant played. He looked pretty good or. You know, we, we now, broke it again. Who knows? Oh, I mean, oh, oh. Um, so to me, because and this is the other problem is a ruptured Achilles is a big deal. John Wall in Washington, he his supermax is set to go into effect. I think this is year two of it. And he had an infection in his lower like in his foot. And while they were taking care of that, they found that while he was rehabbing, he ruptured his Achilles already. So th- he was already down for the infection. Now they find out he wasn't coming back and he might miss all next year. And all of a sudden, all sorts of people in Washington are like, maybe we should trade John Wall. Because they don't know how he's going to come back, and they're on they're on the hook for like three years and a ton of money. Right, yeah. Um, he's not coming back anytime soon, and they're like, maybe we should yeah. think about this. If we owe this guy $100-plus million, and he might not be any good to us anytime soon. Um, maybe. It's maybe. not the smartest to keep him. And so overall, it's just kind of a it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic because of what it changes. Also, another part of all of this that makes it even another more, another another part of this that makes it all complicated. Kyrie Irving has changed uh, agents. He fired his agent, and it sounds like he is interested in going to Rock Nation, which is Jay Z's agency. Woohoo! So changing agents you, usually is a sign that you want more money. Usually, what that means is I'm not happy with the money I've got. I want more because I, I want, I want someone who's going to get me more. Exactly. Exactly. Which, to me, implies that Kyrie Irving is opting out of Boston and is gone. Oh, no. Also, now that the lottery has happened and everyone's picks are signed, the Lakers have the number four pick in the draft, and suddenly they're back in the running with New Orleans on a trade for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Now, New Orleans already has the number one overall pick, so they're definitely going to get Zion Williamson. And now the conversation is they might have a couple more in the top 10 or 15. And suddenly there's no telling, like, what th- they could rebuild their team right there in one year. They could. You know, if they get three guys in the top 15, That's two, pretty of, solid. two of them work out. Like, let's say they get two of out of the three right. They are a very well-built team for the next four years and a very cheap team. Right, because it's just all rookie deals. It's all rookie deals. And then if you're playing crazy minutes with your rookies and your bench guys are the guys you're paying money to, suddenly you're in this comfortable situation where you maybe you don't have cap space, but you're not you're not in the luxury tax and you're not over the cap for sure. 
Right. Um, Which is honestly where you probably want to be. That's the sweet spot. Right. That is definitely the sweet spot. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on, and all of it comes down to it all starts after this championship series is over. It's it's just such a great feeling when there's still so much to do after. The NBA is really kind of positioning itself to where it's becoming a year-round league. And the NFL has had that position for a long time where they dominate headlines and news stories. I mean, we talked about the Texans earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh where they they dominate news stories even even right in the middle right in the middle of the dead time of the offseason. Uh also uh HBO announced they're going to be doing Hard Knocks with the Oakland Raiders. There you go. So John Gruden's going to be all over HBO in about 4 months. <laughs> They need something. They well, that's they need some kind of momentum. They they've got so many crazy people on that roster right now. They signed Richie Incognito. He's the NFL lineman who was cut from the league for bullying his teammates. Oh no. You got to know you're doing something real brutal for the NFL bullying football player. <laughs> <laughs> if you can bully an NFL football player, you're a jerk. <laughs> so it's uh, it's definitely a weird sports world, but it is interesting how the NBA is is becoming just like the NFL, and that it's a year round league now. Excellent. Uh, uh, is that the sign? Yeah. All right. With that, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more nerd talk sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations: one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? This is Nerd Thug Sports, and you're hanging out with Corey DLG and little brother Nico. That's me. All right, and we are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Yep. Yeah. All right, before we get too far into anything here, let me tell you about our friends, Ferruja Mechanical. It's summer, and if there's one thing that's obvious in Texas is if you're not going without air conditioning in this heat. So if, you're, uh, if your old outdated system isn't keeping up or you would like its service for the summer, the trusted name to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding area since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment with 24 hours, and all of that for only $179 for the first system and $129 for each additional system after that. Uh, so make sure you call 281-259-3367. 281-259-3367. That's Ferruja Mechanical. Call them at 281-259-3367 today. Um, yeah, man, it's getting real hot out there, man. I know. It's like 100 degrees yesterday. Just out of a the, couple days ago. Out of the blue, all of a sudden. Right, and they're like, oh, yeah, how about maximum heat? Right? Like, uh, Sometimes it was, Houston is just a little too much for me. Every once in a while, it's 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 like, okay, well, I'm not going outside for the next two weeks. Right. I know. I was uh, 
I was chilling in my house and I was like, should I leave the house? I walked outside to take the dogs out and I was like, that answers that question. <laughs> <laughs> Short answer, no. Long answer, still no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the St. Louis Blues have won their first Stanley Cup finals. Woo! Yeah. They have beaten the Boston Bruins. Um... Uh, they won the series. This was a Game 7. Everyone loves a Game 7. Everyone loves Game 7s. Game 7s are legit. And uh, they won 4-1. to one, And they were just scoring, like, a bunch. Uh, they scored, uh, I believe, two goals in the fourth quarter. So, like, to close it out, they finally they finally got real aggressive and closed it out. Which is what they, what most certainly what they needed to do. Right. Um. Yeah, it's... It's I believe it's the first win in the history of the franchise, so that's always awesome. Fantastic. Um, and it's been a long process for them. They actually kind of, um, they they've been good for a couple of years now, but they haven't. Sort of like Toronto, okay, where there was just always stuff in the way. Right. Uh, so LeBron or <laughs> anyone else. I don't know who's hockey's LeBron. I guess maybe uh the guy from Gordy Howe was LeBron. Gordy Howe. Yeah, Gordy Howe was Michael. Like he was the original. He was the original great one, and then whereas in basketball you keep having others and you're like, oh, is this guy better than the last guy? No one in hockey is able to be like, is this guy better than Gordy Howe? No, 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 it's not. no Although no. a lot of people do think Wayne Gretzky. Like, I've heard a lot of people who say that Wayne Gretzky, he, who was known as the great one, a lot of people are just they're like, oh, well, yeah, it's but him. Did he play till he was 95? And like He did not. Although he did give the world uh, his daughter, Paulina Gretzky, who is one of the sexiest human beings who has ever put a foot on the planet. There you go. So maybe, because I've never seen Gordy Howe's daughters, so you know what I'm well, saying? Well, he had sons that he also played like, with. Played with. Yeah. That's how long he played hockey for. <laughs> they, they grew up, and they played hockey, and he played in the same league as them. So LeBron has said that he would like to play with his son, for at least a year or two. There you go. So, now the NBA, though, you can get in there pretty young. Yeah, you can get in there like, what, 18, 17? And I think his son is a is in high school now. Like, his it, son... It's was, not really that far-fetched to think he's going to play with his ex- son. Exactly. Like, his son was going to be a freshman in high school the first year of this L.A. deal. Uh, so... So, I, yeah, like four years. Yeah, hell, yeah, LeBron could play for another six years. That's yeah. not... And then, like, <laughs> if, let's say you're a bad team. Like, let's say you're the Utah Jazz. Uh, I mean, they were just in the playoffs. But okay, let's say. Yeah, that would have been true a couple years ago. Yeah, not anymore. Been, not anymore. <laughs> let's say you're, like, the Minnesota Timberwolves, okay? And it's been a long time since you've fielded a relevant team. And, like, you're picking 12th, and LeBron James's son is on the board. But they're like, uh, he might be a second-round player. But you're like, yeah, but LeBron James is a free agent. Let me sign. Let me draft his son, so I can get so LeBron. I can get LeBron to come play with his son. Like, <laughs> hey, how do you feel about Minnesota for a few years, LeBron? He'd probably be like, yeah. <laughs> he probably would wind up just having you trade his son. <laughs> He'd be like, Lakers, offer whatever it takes. Bring my son to L.A. But like, would you do that if you were the Bucks? What draft? <laughs> yeah, would you draft his son? Like, in yeah, in, in hopes of like getting that because yeah. that means that the see. Because even if you have to trade him away, you're gonna you're gonna make that trade so hard for them. Yeah, because you know that like okay, you know they want you it. You know the two options are somehow LeBron comes to you 
or his son comes to him. Right. So either way this trade goes, you come out a winner. So like let's say let's say oh, 100% I'd do that. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like I'm trying to imagine the scenario, scenario where wouldn't you wouldn't want to do that. Right. Like let's say Le- like let's say LeBron's son is not a top 5 player in that draft. Let's say he's in the top 80 but not one of the top 5 to 10 players. So no one's immediately like LeBron James Jr. draft. I don't actually know his name. Let's let's say that he's a um, you know, okay, he's not a lottery pick. But if I'm picking, there's five great players in the draft, and then there's kind of everybody else. If I'm picking anywhere between 6 and 30. I'm taking LeBron James. <laughs> I'm taking LeBron James' son. I absolutely am. Because then at, at that point, if I get to trade out of the spot, I'm getting at least another pick plus things. Right. You you may, he's he is intrinsically worth more. Right. Because of the value he holds to LeBron. Exactly. And because LeBron can just screw up his team to get him there. And I feel like that's one of those things that he's going to make happen. Like, everyone kind of teases and complains. Oh, LeBron forces coach firings and stuff like that. All the star you athletes get, you, do that. Magic yeah. Johnson got a coach fired. Michael Jordan got a coach fired. Like Kobe you got can, coaches fired. Like you, can, you can do that when, yeah. you're, when you're that influential on the basketball court. Yeah, when you're the centerpiece of your team, it's got to flow can, through you. Right. Well, And that's sort of like the conversation about James Harden right now is there are people who are like, oh, we should do things differently, but it's like, oh, well – Really? You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna build the whole team around it because yeah. that's what he is right now. Exactly, he's the centerpiece of this team, and you take him away, we have kind of nothing. Well, and, and so like people, you know, like they didn't want to offer Mike D'Antoni an extension, but it's like, well, Mike D'Antoni is literally running an offense perfectly designed for James Harden. So why would we change either one of those parts? Right. So yeah, no. If I'm if if I am in a position where I can draft LeBron James's son, especially if I'm a, a messy bad franchise. Right, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna milk that pick so badly. <laughs> I'm gonna rebuild my whole roster off of that one trade. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, congratulations to the Stanley uh, to the Stanley Cup winning St. Louis Blues. Yeah, we uh, talked about basketball the entire time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time St. Louis won something. I think the Cardinals won the World Series like a few years ago. It's been a while though. So uh, the St. Louis ran, oh no, they went to L.A. and then they won the Super Bowl. So it's kind of that's it. Like it's it's been it's been a minute for St. Louis. So I'm happy for them. Um. Anyway, congratulations to all of them. And then from there, is that the sign? All right. From yeah, there, we we're gotta, gonna go. We, ahead. Are, we gotta wrap it up, boys. Unfortunately, <laughs> as long as we want to be here, as long as we want to be here, we do have limited airtime. All right, so we're gonna jump out and jump out to. Uh, well, that's it. We're done. We're gonna literally jump out. This is it. Yeah, this is it. This is it. All right, Nerdflix Sports. We're gonna head out. Everybody have a good uh, rest of the week. And tomorrow we'll be back with Nerdflix Wrestling at two p.m. The podcast drops at six oh one p.m. Um, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.